Wait, am I I'm on? Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's fun to be at a place where you can say that, you know? Okay, just a little, one other quick announcement. We will not be having um, prayer ministry after church. After I'm done, we will dismiss you. Today is Communion Sunday. After, after I'm done, if you want to receive communion, you want to come up as a family, take communion. The communion elements are on the side. Okay? I think that's all I'm supposed to say. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we love the Christmas season. The entire world focuses on the birth of our Savior. And the joy that comes forth in this season is so prevalent everywhere we go. Father, your word says that the angel said, joy to the world. We declare that joy now and through this year. In Jesus' name, every year. Okay, every year at Christmas, this is our, our own church tradition. The last number of years, probably 10, 12, something like that. I tell a Christmas story. And I want you to know what I'm going to share tonight. Some of it is going to be on scripture, but it's just a story. Okay? I take, some, I take an individual and share what they possibly could be going through at the birth of our Savior. I weave scripture in and out of it, and if it's, if it's a reference to scripture, it'll be on the screen behind me. If there's no reference to scripture, it's just part of my story, and just go with it. Okay? This year, I'm going to talk about Gabriel. Now, I've never met Gabriel I've never seen an angel. And uh, the Bible talks about you, you entertain angels unaware. Well, I've been unaware the whole, my whole life. <laughs> but I'm going to share a story about Gabriel, what Gabriel could be going through. And as I share it, I'm going to share it in the first person. I'm going to talk to you like I am Gabriel. Okay? So let's begin. You know, throughout eternity, I'm known as the messenger angel. And the Lord has a special message to bring to the people on the earth. He sends me. I'm mentioned by name in the word four times. Twice in the book of Daniel, twice in the book of Luke. Michael is mentioned five, four, five times. But I want to let you know, when I am mentioned, I'm always mentioned as the angel of the Lord. Not that that means anything. I'm going to begin today in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 1 says, Now the angel of the Lord appeared to him, appeared to Zechariah, standing at the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled when he saw me. And fear gripped him. But I said to him, don't be afraid. Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You shall name him John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice over his birth. 
Now, what you don't, many of you probably don't realize that this is a prayer that they prayed years ago when they were young and it's trying to start a family. Now they're old and she's past the age of bearing a child. And they had quit praying for this. This is a prayer that was prayed years ago when they were young. They're not praying this anymore. They had given up hope of that prayer ever being answered. And so I'm here today to tell you something. I want you to remember something. When your prayers are not being answered in the time frame and the way you think they should be answered, they're still up in heaven, guarded by the heart of your Father. I want you to remember that's my charge to you as an angel of God, okay? So Zechariah didn't understand this. He said to me, how will I know this? For I'm an old, old man, and my wife has advanced in her years. And I answered and said to him, I'm Gabriel. I am the angel of the Lord who stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to you to speak to you good news. We angels really don't understand you humans. Why you doubt and go so far as even rebel against your creator. You see, I was there when Lucifer took his band of angels and rebelled against the Father God. And the Father sent him to hell. I saw that. We who stayed with the Lord cannot understand people rebelling against the Father. I'm going to give you a quick little lesson about who we angels are. Number one, we are messengers. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, it says, an angel told Joseph to take Mary as his wife. That happens many times throughout the Bible. We are messengers sent from the Father to speak to you. Number two, we are sent to protect you. Psalm 91 talks about the angels are given charge to guard and protect you. Number three, we go to prepare a way for you. Your life is not happenstance. Angels have gone before you to prepare your direction and your life and your heart. Exodus chapter 23, verse 20, it says, The angels were sent before the children of Israel through their journey. <clears throat> Number four, we are often sent to rescue you. Genesis chapter 9, we went to rescue Lot and his family. Acts chapter 12, we were sent to get Peter out of prison, to unlock his chains and get him out. Number five, we are mighty and we are powerful. In the book of Daniel, we were sent to close the lion's mouth so that Daniel could survive. And one of our things we love to brag about, 2 Kings chapter 19. The Syrian army was coming against Israel. One of our angels went down and destroyed the entire army. Plus, there's three things you don't even know about us. I'm going to tell you now what they are. Number one, the blowing of the wind that often comes in your life is a physical sign of us in our presence. 
Hebrews chapter 1 says he sends his angels like winds. Psalm 104 verse 4 says he makes the winds his messengers. Many times you'll be sitting in a service and all of a sudden you'll, you'll feel something come across. And you'll always do this. What we always do, we look for the vent. Okay, what happened? What happened? And many times we can't find the vent. And that's the time you pause because there's a message from an angel to give to you. Recognize, I want you to recognize our presence. Those of you who are sports fans and are old enough to remember, 2001 World Series, things weren't going well for the home team. And the announcers switched their, their gaze upon the game and said, look, the winds are blowing in the stadium. And after that, things went well for the home team. Number eight, number two of the things you don't understand, we don't understand the heart of love God has for you. We long to know it, but we can't understand it. And the last thing I want you to know is we are not as merciful and forgiving as the Lord is. Exodus chapter 23, verse 21 says this. The Lord is commanding the children of Israel, pay attention to him, meaning pay attention to the angel I've set before you. Listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him, for he will not forgive your rebellion. So you can understand my response to to Zechariah when he told me his wife was too old to have a child. And he didn't believe me. And so I responded in this way. Okay? Behold, you'll be silent, unable to speak until the day when you see these things take place. Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in the proper time. After I came back to heaven from giving Zechariah the message, all my fellow angels had noticed I'd been gone and gathered around me and peppered me with all kinds of questions. Why was I sent to earth? It seemed I had required a reputation that I can't keep a secret. I told them what I told Zechariah concerning his, his wife, and they shall have a child. And I told him this. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children the disobedient to the, and the attitude of righteous and to, to make ready the people of the Lord. So since that time, the angels, we gather together and we discuss, what do you think this means? What is the Lord doing? What is the Lord saying? What's coming next? So a number of months we would come together and we'd share our thoughts about what it can mean. This is what we came up with. It has to be a huge end time event. He mentions Elijah. We remember when Elijah called fire down on the prophets of Baal. And the angel described how he was the one who brought it down. Another one spoke up and said it could be like when we went down to Sodom and Gomorrah and called fire down from that. Then a number of angels began to share their experiences during the time of Moses in Egypt. Those who gathered up all the locusts. And brought them in. 
those who gather all the frogs, those who gather all the insects. And of course, we love to hear the story. Once again, a number of us holding back the Red Sea and then letting it wash over the Egyptians. Then speaking of the walls of water, washing over the Egyptians, those who were Jericho bringing the walls down spoke up also. After, after talking with a number of angels, I came to this conclusion. This is going to be a huge event, but it's probably going to be a fulfillment of my time with Daniel, when Daniel speaking of end times. So I'm thinking to myself, the Lord had me meet with Daniel, and now he's got to meet me with Zechariah. I think there's probably a connection. After a few months of discussing these things with, along with the rest of the angels, the Lord again called me to himself. He said, I want you to go back to the earth and give another message. This time to a young virgin who has found great favor with me. As he shared the message with me, I trembled. It was a word that was very hard for me to even grasp. I immediately felt the immense weight of what he was telling me. Now, I usually just instantly obey what he says. But this time I, I paused to myself and I wound up asking him, are you sure? I didn't. But I knew right away this is the most important message I was ever to give. Now in the sixth month, I was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming into her, I said, greeting favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and was wondering what kind of greeting this was. And I said to her, do not be afraid, Mary for you found favor with God. The words, don't be afraid, seem to be my calling card. When I show up to give a Lord message, even when I did with Daniel and and Zechariah, I said, don't be afraid. And then I went on, I said, okay, behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. When I left Mary and arrived back in heaven, the angels were already gathering before the throne to hear their instructions for the day. I had no time to share with them what I had told the young virgin. I slipped back into my place, into the presence of God. The angels were all assembled before the throne of God. We are a very disciplined, orderly group. Everyone was in their place, in their set positions, awaiting their directives for the day. But something was different today. There was a buzz swirling around the ranks. The whispers between the angels began to get louder and louder. For they noticed 
the seat at the right hand of the Father is empty. The Son of God who always sits there is gone. Where is he? He's always there. They begin to get nervous. Then they quieted down as the Father spoke up. He began to explain to us his great love for the people of the earth. And again, we always think to ourselves, why? (laughs) They constantly turn on him. They disobey him. They accuse him. That doesn't bother him to the degree that stops his love. But his heart longs for a relationship. His heart longs to have a family. He said, therefore, I've sent my son down to earth to become a man. Our eyes of the angels widened. He told us he will become a baby. We gasp at the thought of that. The greatest somebody in the universe is going to become the greatest nobody in the planet. For the next few months, the father would continue to explain to us what he was doing. We became overwhelmed by his great love for the people of the earth. We thought we knew, but once again, we had no comprehension of his love, that we longed to understand it. One day, when he was explaining his plans to us, one of our ranks slips out and goes to the earth. Again, I'm not allowed to say if that was me or not. But the angel who was sent was once again called the angel of the Lord. And listen what he tells his shepherds when he sees them. In the same regions, there were shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over the flock at night. An angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them. The glory glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. And the angel said, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there's been born to you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Now at this time, the father was fishing, spelling out all the details to the remaining angels. They were thinking to themselves, you have got to let us be a part of this. The father, knowing their thoughts, looks at the angels who are all assembled before him, smiled and said, go. And suddenly there appeared with the angel, multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. So we understood even before John had a chance to write it, In John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, it's been a pleasure to be with you, but I have an opportunity to go back and be in the presence of God, so I'm going to be leaving here pretty quick. (laughs) So I'm going to pray, and like I said, we have um, communion. If you like to take communion, And I'm going to pray and and say Merry Christmas to you. If you have to run, you can go off and go. You want to come up? Okay. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. We thank you for what you did. We We want to remember and understand the time of the season we're in. 
how important we are to you, how you desire a relationship with each and every one of us. We were, we were born for a purpose. We have angels around us to guard and protect us. We have angels leading and guiding us. We have angels going before us. And we want to be those people who recognize the whisper, the wind of God, and hear that message which you have for us. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Again, we have communion for those who want to come up in communion. But I want to say have a merry, merry Christmas. And bless you.